1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
2: I'm Andrew Salter, also known as Salt. I got a lot of other nicknames, but I'll save that for another time. Um, and yeah, I'm here with Mr. Sam Damon, and we're co-founders of Baffle
3: Culture. Um, and then, yeah newly uh, started baffle house so i'm sam Damon, um known mostly as raymond around these these ends now um so the damon raymond thing um but yeah the other half the the co-founder of first baffle culture and now the physical space baffle house um yeah so tomorrow's our first birthday
1: the driven chat podcast in association with paramex digital you dream it we bring it to life find out more at drivenchat.com
0: Hello and welcome to this week's Driven Chat Podcast. My name is John Markar and perhaps unsurprisingly sat to my left is...
4: Hello, I'm Amy Shaw.
0: (laughs) Again, we still haven't figured out how to do the intro thing. We'll get there at some point. And as you have heard, dear listener, we are this week joined by not one but two guests because we are talking all things baffle house and baffle culture and many many baffle things. Uh, So uh, yeah, Sam and Andy, thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, We are here in the kind of upstairs cubbyhole office, aren't we? Away from the bustling cafe vibes that we have downstairs. And uh, we are here for our third time now recording a podcast here because we did come down, I think for our fourth episode, we came down to Baffle House to talk with Ollie.
4: Yep, that was the last time I was here.
0: There you go, yeah. that was a very a long, long time, time ago. ago. Yes, very, so things have
4: changed a lot, ago. which we will talk about.
0: We will, we will, <laughs> we will. So we have recorded here with Ollie, and I think that was just before we opened, or just before you guys opened, in fact. So that was quite an exciting time to be here. Since then, so that would have been September, I believe, 2020. Yeah. A million years ago. <laughs> um, since then, it's turned into this wonderful, flourishing space. So firstly, welcome Thank you very much. Who wants to take the awkward lead on explaining in a nutshell what Baffle House and Baffle Culture is?
3: don't take a shot. Um, (laughs) Go for it, Sam. Baffle House, it's been a long journey, um, which started probably even three or four years before you spoke to Ollie um, as an Instagram page, so probably six years ago, um, Salt and I went to university together and post-university lived together. Um, and from that, started riding motorcycles together. So um, uh-huh. that, I guess, is, is, is going right back to the start. Yeah, I think um,
2: the, the honest answer is I think I got into biking for all the wrong reasons. Excellent. <laughs> um, me and Sam sat down one evening and we watched David Beckham's um, documentary of Into the Unknown, mm-hmm. where him and his mates jumped on these custom Bonnevilles, which I didn't know what they were at the time. Um, and it just looked awesome. They were wearing T-shirts, um, you know, Sunny's. And I think both of us just like, oh, that's, that's cool. <laughs> um, so I was like, I want to look that cool. Or well, at least try. <laughs> um, so then, yeah, we just sort of started talking about it. And we were like, oh, should we learn how to ride um, and, you know, jump on two wheels? And then Sam just dropped, you know, or my dad builds cafe races. <laughs> so the the whole world of sort of biking um, was, was new to myself, mm-hmm. new to us. And we were just like fanboys of the whole thing. Um, so we just dived in two-footed really and tried to suss out what it was all about and yeah this was about six years ago and we started the instagram page and tried to figure out some names and um you know a long the longest a4 piece of paper trying to figure out names <laughs> be it cafe racer cardiff all these sort of things mm. um sort of fell onto baffle culture maybe because i was trying to quiet down my one two five at the time <laughs> which was way right. too loud for the actual power delivery um so my dad was like you need some baffle for exhaust and obviously i'm absolutely clueless so i'm googling what baffle is Mm -hmm. and then the name just stuck as you know whilst we were trying to figure out what to call its instagram page and yeah it's mad to think that's um really what it started from because it was just something we made up on a piece of paper and love it it's just developed into something you know quite quite special um but i'm sure we'll jump into what we actually like about
3: riding now. I remember remember our first, first conversation was in the conservatory of our house. It had a table tennis table in there. Nice. And initially we thought about sharing a motorcycle. um, (laughs) Difficult for the adventures. It didn't last that long, (laughs) yeah. yeah. I I was never allowed a motorbike. Um, Mum, if Ah. you're listening... Sorry. Um, does she know? She, she does now, yeah, but for I'll a while you. she didn't. So <laughs> my, my, my dad's always been into bikes. He's been in the motor trade for 40 years. Yeah. And I've got fond memories of secretly going on the back of his motorbike. Ah. Um, again, when mum was at work. And, um, <laughs> Blissfully unaware. <laughs> he never pushed it on me, fair play. He, although he yeah. loved it, he was never like, let's get you on two wheels. Um, but yeah, that, that conversation that we had, I kind of never really talked about it before we had that conversation, mm-hmm. um, but always had that itch to scratch. And then when... Salt said he was going to do it. I wasn't going to sit and watch him do it. So Um, (laughs) then I spoke to my dad. And again, I'm not sure if mum knows this yet, but he actually helped me purchase my first 125. (laughs) um, (laughs) So we didn't have to share a motorbike. I did pay him back when I sold it. But um, yeah, that's kind of how it started for us.
0: I love that. I I really, I have this beautiful vision of your mum and dad sat beside each other listening to this. And your mum just (laughs) staring (laughs) daggers at your dad like, like, (laughs) what? What is this?
3: Yeah, I am now allowed to talk about motorbikes, um, finally but it's only because this business brought me back from Canada. I know
4: what you mean by, like, my dad used to, well, rides now, but he was made to stop riding when I was born, and then, because my mum was like, I'm not having you ride motorcycles and encouraging the children, and then it wasn't until my brother was, I think, 18, had a best mate at uni, the exact same story as you guys, and it was like, well, one of them wants to learn to ride, well, I'm not having you be cooler than me in riding. Anyway, so then, yeah, same kind of story. They started riding, and then I was like, well come on, if my little brother's allowed to ride, and I was in the automotive world at this point, not yeah. a bike, but in cars. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm going to learn to ride. And then my mum was like, but, but, but no. I'm like, hey, <laughs> you're not allowed to say no anymore. We're ups And yeah. so, um, yeah, but now my dad comes and rides with us and then my mum feels left out. So she goes on the back. So um, yeah, with Aww. my dad. Oh, that's nice. So yeah, you, your mum now accepts the conversation into the, into the house, but not necessarily. Did she go on the back?
3: She would never go on the back, no way. <laughs> <laughs> my sister did growing up. But again, like, We'll probably go into that part of the journey later on, but I spent a bit of time in Canada and one of the main reasons I moved back was this, mm. so because of that, mum's got her little boy back, so I'm allowed <laughs> well, to talk about nice. it now. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, a good yeah. compromise. Yeah, and she does come up here and she's very supportive of it now, so. Awesome. But I don't think, we never talk about the actual, like, riding piece. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> dangerous, yeah.
0: So I'm really glad that you both have kind of, you filled in a bit of a missing piece of the puzzle for me in, in knowing about this brand as such because when we did last come here for episode four of the podcast to talk to Ollie he kind of insinuated that there was a bit of a backstory to it and a collection of interesting people that had come up with this idea and then thanks to Ollie being fairly successful in business and and deciding to bring this premises to, to life with bricks and mortar that suddenly gave the brand, a hub, didn't it? And what was that? What was that process? Did you have anywhere else beforehand? Was there a hub be- before here, or was it just solely an Instagram brand? Um, yeah, it started solely as Instagram,
2: and then it was a distinguished gentleman's ride. Um, I don't know, three or four years ago, um, where we met Ollie. Yeah, we actually went for a ride with George just beforehand. Yeah, so um, that's George North. George North. Yeah, and then. Another guy called Andy Harrison and a guy called Jamie Hibbard. and we just started again, distinguished Germans ride right, did such a good job for that mm-hmm. for meeting like-minded people who were riding for good cause, um, very casually, Sunny's suit, whatever. It's just a cool vibe, isn't it? And yeah, we just uh, gone quite well, so we were like started to ride. and I think Baffle then was trying to go from the online world, the metaverse, mm-hmm. or whatever it's called, <laughs> to then uh, less you know start meeting up with people. It might turn into a riding club. We weren't entirely sure. Um, Throughout this process, me and Sam had different conversations around, wouldn't it be cool one day to have a little cafe Mm -hmm. (laughs) in Cardiff or in town where we might get one or two bikers? We can have a bike in the cafe. Mm -hmm. Like, this would be sick. You know, we got inspiration from from the bike shed and places. Well, we'll talk a little bit because we end up doing a bit of a trip around Australia and stuff. And we went to some places that was like, Wow, this is cool. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think we always saw, like, this would be amazing to try and use what we love. We love the culture. Can we, you know, make this into a cafe or thing? So we had those conversations. Um, Another little interesting chapter in this is, I think we both got carried away with the whole business chat. And (laughs) we... um, well, yeah, we had to start with this one. We we thought it'd be a good idea to
3: start a hot tub company.
2: Okay.
3: Let's rewind a little bit. So so,
2: <coughs> so, Salt, so you, Salt, Salt,
3: is, um, Salt plays cricket for for Morgan. And yes. Let's, let's not get away from that. He's a professional. Yeah, professional. Athlete. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. got a blue tick um, on Instagram. And no one says yeah. athlete, but thanks, Sam. You are only just. I saw him in the cricket and <laughs> athlete. Seems I saw him doing bicep curls this morning in the gym. Actually, <laughs> <so>, genuinely. <laughs> and uh, um. As part of your cricket kind of duties, you have to play for a club on the weekends in Wales to sport Welsh cricket. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. that is correct. Sam, thanks. Yeah. And gets, (laughs) yeah, can get some money on the side type of thing. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Might as well, I don't know. I'll say that. HMRC I'm not listening. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But basically, as like young guys living together, we kind of came to the conclusion like, okay, he's going to play cricket for X amount of money. Let's just spend on doing something fun. So we hired a hot tub as some sort of students in Cardiff. So we had a hot tub for three days um it came in it got put together and yeah we did three nights out i think on the bounce and uh (laughs) that kind of got our mind whirling didn't it about like no one's pitching this to university students that live with 10 people so actually when you split it to 10 people it's quite cheap so uh poseidon (laughs) hot tubs uh was formed and we actually had a meeting with business wales to get some advice did you yeah and how did that go it was like it was like Step Brothers. Honestly, yeah. it, was, it was so close
2: to um, Prestige Worldwide. We turned up with our little folder, and I had logos of this Poseidon character, hot tubs. This is when students get their um, loans coming in. You know, this, 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 this and this. Amazing. And then I went to Australia for the winter to play cricket, and unfortunately, the Poseidon dream fell away. Oh. But I think we just both quite enjoyed. Obviously, we enjoyed the, b- the baffle, the bikes, the Instagram. Um, so I think we just quite like working together and having these business chats, ideas. I say business, that sounds way too formal. <laughs> we were just maybe fantasizing about working together, bit of a side hustle. Yeah. Um, so I think that was sort of a developing theme throughout the years. So then when we met these guys in the Distinguished Gentlemen's Ride, right, which we were, this was the sort of the chapter we were at, um, when Ollie came about with this place, it was like, it had a little backlog of mm. all these conversations, you know, inspiration from here and there. Yeah. And yeah, you're right, Ollie was just like, you know, here's the space. And you can just imagine the our sort of creative minds or yeah. opportunities going,
0: oh my God, this could be amazing. So it all just fell in together. Like
3: just right place, right time, right people. Yeah. Yeah. It was almost yeah, it's like man. it's almost like fate, isn't it? It's like we had a bit of a a following in South Wales just from us posting about other stuff. Sure. And when George moved back to Wales Salt Slid into the DMs I think George has even got that message somewhere and Yeah he loves the fact I slid into <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
2: I think I started talking He had a custom build um, Yamaha XS650 or something uh-huh. um, And even that story is great Because we actually met uh, like By the football stadium in the car park So like a bunch of us Misfits just turning up on these bikes um, My bike was really temperamental It was like an oldish Harley Where the fob would hardly work Mm-hmm. George's bike he was playing around with the carbs mm. and it was like shouting at him and he was like and then the first set of lights we tried to pull away his bike stopped <laughs> and none of us had stopped so we just <laughs> went on and he was just sat on his own at the lights trying to get his bike to work so oh. it started how it's
3: pretty much gone for the last couple of years mm. you know. Um, but yeah it's, it's crazy and then we just ended up on a WhatsApp group and that's kind of where all the ideas started flowing from mm-hmm. Ollie was extending the building I think 2019 yeah, um, and we hosted a ride um, there was one crash on the ride, wasn't there? Rag and Ride, was it called? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, but basically, Ollie stopped off when this was a building site and kind of, like, spoke to us about it and was like, I'm extending, mm-hmm. like, this is the space. You've got a bit of a brand. Should we do something? And that's where it all started, really. Mm-hmm. Right. So, gotcha. Uh, so to give an overview
0: of what Baffle House is now, as in its its physical presence, and you can fill in any gaps that I miss here, this is a coffee shop, meeting place, a apparel shop where you can buy everything from jackets to helmets to gloves to, you name it, bike stuff. Um, and you happen to be conveniently located around some of the best driving and riding roads <laughs> in this part of the UK. Have I missed anything there? I don't think so. Obviously the... There are
2: pies. So <laughs> are pies and they're very yeah, nice. The the, the, uh, the uh, um, sort of the events side of things as well yeah. is something that we've well, that's actually how it started. We we um, collaborated with Roy Lenfield. Yeah. Um, There's a guy, George Cheeseman. I'm not sure if you guys mm-hmm. would have know George. Um,
0: yeah.
2: uh, met him. I met him. Um, amazing guy. And he turned up to Baffle when, honestly, there was maybe two chairs, um, stuff everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a right mess. And I was trying to say to him, mate, this is going to be cool, honestly. Like, yeah. we'll have bikes. We didn't have the cafe there. And um, we had George's um, old van, which he had a machine That's out right. of the back of it. So I was like, we'll have a cafe here. It'll be great. And to be fair to him, he's like, I see it. I can see your passion for it. Great. I can see what you guys want to sort of achieve with the space. And he just went for it. He's like, yeah, we'll do a test ride event here. N- next thing you know, I think George and his mates built the cafe within a week. <laughs> <That makes laughs> you were coming over from Canada to visit anyway. So like the timing was just like this. Yeah, perfect storm, really, of all happening. We managed to get it ready for the event. The sun came out. Um, it was a great weekend. You loved it. And then you
3: were like, yeah, I want a bit more of this, I think. Yeah, I came back to visit and then went back to Toronto where I was living. Mm-hmm. And again, it was just playing my mind. Yeah, I was missing friends and family anyway. Yeah.
4: So but, what kind of time period was this then?
3: So it would have been... Uh, so it would have been... That would have been September... No, was it September, October of 2020? Okay. Yeah, probably. What it was the the winter
2: or the end of the summer, just before we yeah started house officially from the from a cafe point of view. So so
4: pandemic was already well and truly in swing, and then you kind of it w- you didn't have to start it. Then battle that it was something that had kind of happened. You thought, oh, maybe this is what we can start working on now that things are going to start moving into you know being less locked down, etc. Yeah,
2: and we were probably very fortunate because. Um, it was when they was doing those sort of local restrictions. Mm-hmm. Yes. And there were a couple of local restrictions that were close to us, but not quite close enough. <laughs> Got you. And, um, yeah, George Cheeseman was sort of messaging me regularly like, oh, you know, we, how far is this? Where's Mirtha, or whatever? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> mate, it's miles away. Don't worry about it. Um, so, yeah, we were lucky that we were able to get that event mm-hmm. up and running. We were very close to probably not starting. Mm-hmm. And then you just look back at those things and go, geez, that was actually quite a key
3: moment in... Baffle House, yeah. you know, it, it, um, igniting the spark. So, And between that kind of t- it was September, October sort of time, between then and opening properly to the public, we did a few, like, pop-up Sundays, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, we didn't have the correct use class to be a cafe, so we could do, like, X amount of temporary pop-up events, if that makes sense. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's more to just, like, prove the concept, see what appetite was there. And you could quickly see spending time here, You just hear cars bikes blasting Mm. up and down here so um yeah the location has just worked so well
0: yeah absolutely well so sat in this room only a few weeks ago i recorded with harvey and that was for a low classics episode now just if we've got our our week weekly listeners our, our regular listeners just to kind of piece all of that together this is the same space we mentioned baffle house in that conversation but this is all that kind of collective of companies and groups and people and the The window brothers that have kind of enabled all of this to come together but for baffle house and for baffle culture it's you guys which is awesome you know you it it was your idea and you've met these other
3: guys and had this passion and yeah i think it's absolutely brilliant it's an incredible thing like we are truly motley crew like although salts (laughs) and i are similar age like we are we're all different ages have very different backgrounds um but yeah brought together by the love of motorcycles, cars. We probably talk about cars when we do motorbikes at the minute. Yeah, I think because we're surrounded by bikes so much, like, I especially get a little bit more excited about cars at the minute. Yeah. That's blasphemy.
0: And you've got that luxury of low classics doing their kind of buying and selling yeah. bits and pieces. So there's always something cool around, isn't there? Like we pulled up this morning, there was an S600 AMG yeah. <laughs> and an Spada, yeah. Lamborghini out the front. Like, what's going on with that? <laughs> I, I just, yeah,
3: it's, it's a cool place to be to see Cool stuff like that just rolling in. It it's works amazingly for both thing. of us because we have this cool stuff surrounding, so we appeal to the kind of the car side of things. Yeah. And then for Lowe, they're getting extra footfall and a cafe for, for their customers. So it's working really nicely yeah. um, being next door.
0: The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex
1: Digital.
4: So when you started this place, was it always going to be purely motorcycle-based and motorcycle events, apparel and stuff? Or did you think to yourself this could be a basis to then expand into more of the automotive car scene as well? What, what kind of... Did you think it was going to be? And where is it now? And where do you think it's going to be going? To be
2: fair, we didn't really plan that far ahead. And I think that's <laughs> going to be quite obvious in all of our conversations. <laughs> um, even from the fact that Baffle Culture was a motorcycle Instagram page mm. and... As tempted as we were, we never really went into like posting about cars and stuff because we were like, no, let's stay on track because, mm-hmm. you know, you go down that route and God knows where the brand or the page would really have gone. Um, and then, you know, pass it on and then we, we, we get to Baffle House and then they're sort of separated in that fact that Baffle House, I've, I believe, as a destination, as a place, can just like cater for petrol heads. And actually from, from e- anyone and everyone, we would like to be inclusive. So that's where it works nicely with low. It works well with the cars, the bikes. Um, so sort of, you know, Baffle culture is still sort of that motorcycle orientated place. Um, and yeah, we moved into the, the building outside the front to start a retail store. And this is, again, something that we didn't really plan to happen mm-hmm. as soon. Um, the opportunity came about to to rent it out. Ollie was looking for people to, to jump in. Were we ready? Probably not. Well, most definitely not. Um, but Sam will tell you about this because Sam smashes the logistics. He keeps the, the ship afloat. Where I just come in, take some pictures, try and make stuff look nice. Yeah. So I don't always understand the detail. <laughs> I'm very self-aware of that. So Sam will probably tell you a little bit more about the front building. But my understanding is there's an opportunity to be had to put our logo on the front of the building. So as you turn in yes. to Baffle House, you've got Baffle Culture. Um, so I love the idea of this being a destination and sort of, you know, bit by bit keep improving the space, mm-hmm. Sam will now probably talk about parking and <laughs> the logistics <laughs> around. He's just, Sam, just yeah. shaking <laughs> his head right now. <laughs> around, yeah. It's
3: more, it's more like we'd never really expected it to take off quite as quickly as it did. Mm. So when I first opened the doors as a coffee shop, I had learned latte art on YouTube or from YouTube. <laughs> so w- again, when I was in Canada, I bought a little coffee machine mm-hmm. um, to learn how to do latte art. So, you can learn from YouTube. <laughs> and I didn't know what I was doing. Like, I remember having to try and order milk and coffee and and, and figure out how to run a cafe. Um, and then it was almost the perfect storm. It was kind of, we opened obviously just before the weather started picking up, and people were just itching to get out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And with social media, with Facebook groups, we, we had the access to put out a poster as a, a Facebook group on. Um, about bikes in Wales, and there's like 5,000 people on there. Mm-hmm. So some weekends when it was sunny, it was just suddenly we were like inundated by people, yeah. which was amazing. Like, what a great problem to have. But very quickly, we we kind of found out that parking's always going to be a bit of an issue. Yeah. Mm. Speaking to our friends at Catherine Machine, they faced <laughs> exactly the same uh, mm. the, the things. So Phil and Dan have been very, very generous with, with kind of information, and, and mm. they've never seen us as like competition. No. Um, they've been like an open book absolutely to... Mm talk about all the issues they face, whether it's noise complaints, which we've had, mm. car parking, etc. So like Salt said, once other people started looking around at that space, minds was going, if someone else takes that, they might not like the noise. Mm. They might require 10 parking spaces. It's going to be an issue. So um, yeah, we just started thinking, I, I can't remember where I had the thought. It was early in the morning, probably driving, because that's what they, where I do most of my thinking. And I was just, it popped into my head. We've been talking to, urban rider who are a, a large online retailer of motorcycle apparel and Will um, had mentioned that they run a, a model at the bike shed where they work as almost a consignment for, for technical gear so I just started i thinking I was like I knew at the time that that building had the planning permission to allow us to do it why don't we try and do a shop yeah um, and then we were going to share the space with a pizzeria because <laughs> oh, really <laughs> we couldn't afford the rent um, ourselves so they came in for a meeting but it wasn't quite right for them um yeah so like i said we definitely weren't ready to take on that space and a full-time member of staff but it was almost just like we just had to give it a go and sometimes we did it anyway (laughs) but sometimes that is the best way to be because you can sit
0: and you can procrastinate procrastinate about the idea of something for ages can't you and we've all got it i can you know i urge anyone to prove me wrong that you haven't sat at home thinking i about an idea that you'd love to have one day or a business you'd like to start. We've all done it. We've all thought about this idea, but sometimes it never happens. But then if a situation comes along where it's like, right, that's it. The chocks are away now and you're off. Hmm. You kind of have to just get on with it, don't you? So sometimes that little push into the deep end is all that you need. And you might realise and go, oh, it's not actually that bad. Or you might go, oh God, this is really hard, but... I'm going to
4: figure it out. Go from from that, actually. I think the naivety of not knowing, you know, not thinking things as far forward as you, as you say you didn't. Like, if you, the minute you start sitting down with all of the numbers and you think, okay, well, what are we going to expect to get a football to be, whatever, that can be the scary bit that makes you not go and mm. do that jump. So the minute you think, oh, we'll give it a go, and if you've got, like, a backup or a plan B of thinking, okay, the, if the worst came to the worst and it all went to pop, would we be okay yeah we would be all right so it'll be fine let's give it a go and see how it goes i think that's a natural skill to be able to mm. have naivety and work with it to be able to go forward and, and make it work because most of the time if you give it a go as john said not many people do actually go and do it so the ones that do usually succeed if they've you know got a great minds around it and you know passion behind it then it, there's no real reason why it wouldn't succeed
2: yeah like i i put my hand up for being naive Optimistic Um, Usually comes to me with an idea and I'm like (laughs) like (laughs) Yeah and like As you said um, There's actually you know there's five of us Mm. Who sort of you know Directors of of baffle culture Um, And with that Like it's strength is if if there's a You know um, an idea If someone just starts Like the rest just get on board it normally starts off with Sam just getting a paintbrush out and starts painting something. Or George <laughs> comes down and he starts sanding, you know, planks of wood down to make a table. Mm. Then as soon as the ball's rolling, you know, stuff happens. Yeah. Um, where I can imagine if you were going at Lone Ranger on your own, there's probably quite a, a lot of barriers or times you'd be like, actually, that's quite a lot of hard work. Mm-hmm. But between the five of us, you know, again, that is the diverse nature of us from all different backgrounds, mm-hmm. different occupations, etc., etc. When you sort of pull that resource together, somehow in, you know, a long winded WhatsApp message, <laughs> mm-hmm. you tend to sort of, you know, start to make inroads. Um, yeah. But yeah, the store's just been that, like, we've just had to figure all this stuff as we've gone along. As you said, Sam's not from a, you know, hospitality background or cafe. Um, we're not from a retail background in terms of the clothing store. Like, mm-hmm. And there's, as you said, and that's where the na- naivety is, because we just do not know. Yeah. We just don't know how to, to do these things. So we are YouTubing, we're figuring stuff out. <laughs> um, similar with myself, we're we've doing graphic design, um, snapping away content creation. I remember talking to Amy about mm-hmm. what camera I should start off with mm-hmm. and then, you know, jumped in a little Sony. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just like this world of like so many unknowns, but it's like, oh, let's just figure it out. And I think that's yeah. one thing that me and Sam have learnt is like, if you
0: want to do something, you will figure it out. And, we, and so far we have just managed to figure it out. And yeah. That's something that we've talked about time and time again, isn't it, on the mm-hmm. podcast with people who, from the outside, you know, as an observer, you can look at so many of these big businesses. Caffeine and Machine is a brilliant example of it because, like you guys, they, you know, it's it been put together by two very, very clever people who've got some great ideas and great practice in business and PR and marketing. However, neither of Phil and Dan had a background in hospitality. Mm or coffee shops or retail or anything like that. It is just a case of go and have a go and figure it out. And there are so many businesses like that. And as I say, as an outsider, we can look at all sorts of brands and go, oh, but you've clearly got some sort of background or backing with some guru, some business guru that's telling you how it all works. But nine times out of 10, that is not how it works. If you were to ask me two years ago, how do you do a podcast? I wouldn't have had a clue. <laughs> so, thank you, YouTube, for <laughs> teaching me how, you know, what a, a WAV file is and how to do audio editing, because otherwise I'd be hopeless at it. But, it, and the, the reason I bring this up and the reason I want to make such a big point of it is because we have an awful lot of people that listen to our podcast that do have ideas and that do have aspirations and they want to have a go at something. And sometimes that feeling of, but I don't know how it works, is too much to hold people back. And the advice, that I always give, and I don't know if you guys would agree with this, is just have a go at it. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't necessarily need to throw your life savings at it and remortgage the house and everything else to have a go. You can have a go at something. And if you think, oh, actually, I'm not terrible at this, or, oh, actually, I might make some money from this, it's worth doing it.
3: You and, and start rustic. Like When we look back to the place when it first opened, one, we weren't allowed tables and chairs because it was takeaway only because of the restrictions. Yeah. But it was just a space with a small coffee bar and some bikes in the middle of it yep. <laughs> and gradually over time we've saved up and reinvested and now we take it as a massive compliment where people come through the door and they say oh they've done a lovely job mm. and they assume it's a chain or they've got like we've yep. got like some massive investment behind mm-hmm. it yep but it's, it's taken time but it has grown kind of organically and it's changed so much just refining it and, and finishing it off so mm. i always laugh when people say that and <laughs> it, 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 it's easy to make a sound as well that's like like been smooth sailing,
2: it's been, oh, God, here's, yeah. here's an Instagram account, let's just do this, let's meet up with people. Oh, they're cool. Uh, oh, they've got a space. Oh, let's just start this. And it's like, been great. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just been the most mental 12 months. Like the <laughs> fact that we've made a year, we're like, yes, we need to celebrate this. <laughs> How the hell have we made 12 months? Um, because, yeah, it's just been all sorts. Well, a good example of this is our, our first attempt at a bike night. Uh, I'm not yes. sure if we can talk about that about oh, this. no, but
4: this is the thing. What you've got to, when you hear these these success stories. You've also got to have the stories of where things didn't go quite as well. But also, I would like to on the flip side of that hear your you know your biggest achievements other than obviously getting a year. So let's let's hear a bit more about that. Pipeline. Lessons.
3: This, this <laughs> lessons. chapter is called lessons. <laughs> lessons. <laughs> Big lesson number one. Yeah,
2: they'll, they'll, and they're probably be, again a little bit different to to me and Sam because as you said, our, our general our roles within day-to-day life and the brand in the company are slightly different, but yeah, this one was pretty epic. Um, We were slightly behind the ball on planning permission, so Mm -hmm. probably weren't allowed to be trading as a cafe. Um, Because of uh, lockdown and stuff, our application and stuff was delayed and there was massive backlog on emails, so that was giving us a little bit of, you know, breathing space. Mm. Um, so anyway, we were trying to be extremely nice to every local um, about how quiet we can be and, <laughs> you know, inclusive. And it was a Wednesday evening, so we were like, oh, let's just do a bike night. You mm. know, we, we know a Sunday, the busiest Sunday is X amount of people, maybe a couple of hundred or whatever. Um, so what's a Wednesday evening? <laughs> well, um, <laughs> honestly, it was absolutely berserk. Um, it turned out there must have been at least four or five hundred riders turn up wow um i don't think there was a bike in wales that didn't decide to turn up <laughs> and yeah within half hour hour we were at capacity mm-hmm. um so we were trying to turn people away yeah f- from the road people then were parking all down the road oh, mm-hmm. gosh. this is a 60 mile hour road now so yeah mm-hmm. so it was just utter chaos um funny enough george uh north was was turned up because <laughs> he was meant to be helping out and I honestly think he said he was close to turning around because yeah. you could just see this line of bikes yeah. a bit of traffic um, and then we had this one woman bump into the back of a car oh, just yeah. outside the front because she was looking at this chaos that was you know course, unraveling yeah. in front of us so then the police decided to turn up and you know try and sort out this little bump that happened they closed down the road oh wow um so this time i had a good cop and a bad cop come up to me the good one was like you know fear play this is looks pretty epic yeah um i hope you're having a good time we had live music we had pizza um bad cop then straight after was like you we have to shut this down straight away it was probably
3: been a couple of hours since we started mm. we sold we sold out pizzas the it? words from his mouth were the longer this goes on the worse it becomes for you <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. so we were like right okay so i had to
2: jump on the. um Poor lad was playing open mic, and mm-hmm. I've had to stop in mid-song oh, to no. be like, sorry, God. you don't mind if I borrow the microphone? Uh. Guys, can we all leave? And it was absolutely crammed.
0: Yeah.
2: Um. But we we were able to, um, and then we had a lovely chat with the police after. Um. But to be fair, we sort of put our hands up, we were like, look, we didn't ticket the event. This yeah. has been chaos. Yeah. We will do a better job next time. Mm-hmm. But like...
3: Talk about sleepless nights for that next week or so. Because uh, we're to so this is, is mid-public consultation for our planning permission to be Oh, God. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm here every day. Yeah. And at the time, you know the lanyards where people don't need to wear a mask? Uh-huh. Any time right, someone wore around the corner with a lanyard, I'm like, they head here to close us down, this is the <laughs> <council."> <laughs> <laughs> So um, for, for a good few days, it was like, what can we learn from this? Let's ticket things in the future. <laughs> Let's enjoy it ourselves, because yeah. that was not enjoyable. Yeah. Um, But two, yeah, there's obviously an appetite for it um, Mm. because that many people wanted to to come and people know who we are. So there was some good and some definite bad to take from that experience. (laughs) And then we started like trying to celebrate these little wins. Yeah. So when we actually got the planning
2: permission, you know, accepted, we could run a cafe, you know, six or seven months into running a cafe. (laughs) It was like, yes, this is great. We're now like, you know, so we can have that one less stress Um, and then something else will turn up and Mm. You know, we we just try and celebrate these little things uh, as we go along. Um, That, as you said, are barriers to really starting, and you you understand why there's so many businesses that might struggle to make that first year, Mm -hmm. two years, because, as you said, there some of them are quite big hurdles. Yeah. Um, But we were lucky. You know, we we sort of talking to the lads at Kathy Machine, etc., etc., pulling on these different resources, trying to be as open as possible. Has um, really helped us get advice from people mm-hmm. and try our best to get over these buyers that could,
0: you know, be quite damaging to to us as a business. Yeah, what's that lovely saying? A calm sea never made a good sailor. Mm. <laughs> nice I stand by that mm. as somebody that has been. I've more times than I care to remember. I've been in that exact scenario of being amid the poo storm shall we say (laughs) of something that I've created (laughs) I have created this event and I would always think back to when I my time when I was at Gumball Gumball 3000 and looking after the events for those guys obviously the production of the Gumball rally was always huge it was a huge uh, project huge uh, city centre shutdowns and all sorts but we'd occasionally put together these smaller scale events in and around London called Gumball get-togethers and I remember the first few having this kind of apprehensive feeling of what if nobody turns up?
2: Hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And it was horrible. It'd be like, I've planned myself a party, and, but what if nobody comes? It'd be really sad. And then, of course, people do come, and it's great. But then, after the first few events, they get busier and busier and busier. And I'll never forget, in fact, it was Manchester was our my hellish one that was kind of a, a bit of an icing on the cake of maybe I shouldn't do this anymore because it's just not <laughs> worth the stress. And it was the point that I was being put into the back of a BMW X5 police car <laughs> to be, to have a conversation with the local commanding sergeant who uh, this was after an amg mercedes had these all of these clips are on youtube uh, an amg mercedes had lost control of his car and crashed into a lamppost and then a kid had turned up in his dad's brand new xf jag and decided to turn off the traction control because he thought it'd be wicked if he just went in on the lock stops and um wrote his dad's car off by smashing it into a curb it was chaos it's horrible it's the worst feeling in the world <laughs> yeah. so i know exactly what emotion you would have been going through and yeah and, and that for me it was just kind of like that uh, this is this is too much stress but i didn't have the added pressure of my own business around it this was just i was just taking over the trafford center car park or a little crispy cream donut shop in in wimbledon yeah that was kind of as as big and as, as complex as it got but yeah when you're also trying to keep the local community at ease and that's the challenge for dan and phil Caffeine machine is always making sure that your residents, your locals are supportive of it because that can be the make or break, really, Mm. can't it? So how has that journey been? Have the locals become a bit more understanding of it? Because it's very easy, a bit like a cafe in a machine, to sit here and go, hey, but you're in the middle of nowhere. Mm. You've got fields around you and a fairly fast road, but you have got
3: neighbours, haven't you? I must admit, we've we've been very fortunate and we've put a lot of effort into reaching out to kind of the local community. Mm. Um, Because it's a beautiful spot, We do get a lot of dog walkers. There's a beautiful track down here that will walk walk dogs. Um, We do generally try to employ a lot of the part-time girls that are based locally in the village. So Mm -hmm. um, we're getting to know people in the area much better because Ollie's been based here for the last 10, 11, 12 years. Um, And he grew up in Krakow just up the road. Mm -hmm. Ollie knows everyone. (laughs) And you know what he's like. He's a very charismatic guy. Um, He's had a very successful business in the area for a long time. So... Generally, we've been lucky in that sense as well because people know him. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, that's been a big one. We're now facing some
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role.
3: for the noise complaints on the weekends just because of people leaving loudly so yeah um, um if any of our customers are listening please do leave quietly uh, <laughs> we've got signage up now and we're just trying to change the culture um yeah. if if you manage to change the culture which i think again caffeine and machine have done very well yes you look like an idiot if you leave loudly so um, we're just kind of figuring that out a little bit sometimes it? Yeah. it is tricky right because it is a 60 mile an hour
2: road mm. and to sort of to pull out and get to speed mm. yeah especially if you do have a particularly nice bike or car mm. it can sound loud yeah slash awesome <laughs> 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 so it is tricky and like you know we have signage out and, and, and it's to help it but what also happens as well is like we'll be closed like mondays is our day off yeah. or not for sam because he's here 24 7 mm-hmm. but it is it's the day that we're closed and you'll still hear like you know cars hurling it down the of road course. and bikes and stuff so it's yeah. Really hard to say, oh, that's not, you, we sort of just want to tell like some locals ever, it's not us, it's not yeah. us. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the reality is we're, tr- we're trying to balance it and we always um, try and get whoever may have a problem or opinion to come in and chat to us. And no. I will literally work towards a solution um,
3: and bribe them with cake and coffee. I think honestly, the biggest turning point in our customer base was a lovely lady called Kay who came in and, and she came in and asked one of the girls, can I speak to the owner or the manager? Yeah, and which whenever you always when, panic. Whenever you, whenever you hear that, you're like, oh, not again. And um, I went over and spoke to her, and she was a sweet older lady. Does K stand for Karen, by any chance? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, this nice, is a nice K. Um, no, she, she she very politely asked. She said, um, since my husband has passed away, oh. I've got a bucket list. And on that bucket list, I've always wanted to go on the back of a motorcycle. No way. She was like, do you know anyone that would be able to help me out with that? I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) So um, we arranged a time on a Saturday where she came back. We put a jacket on her and a helmet, and I took her for a little spin. And um, fair play, later on that day, she brought back her two daughters, who she didn't tell because apparently the daughters would have told her Definitely don't do that. Yeah. That's super dangerous. So she did it secretly, bless
4: her. I was going to say, this sounds like, flip it around the other way around. If you're like, your teenage daughter went <laughs> secretly on the back of a, <laughs> <Yeah>. a stranger's <laughs> motorcycle <laughs> for a ride around. I like, know. flipping around, no wonder the daughter was like, "Mom, what are you doing on this? Who is this man?
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then they came in and they were obviously beaming about it. She absolutely loved it. And then mm-hmm. they, which we appreciate very much, they kind of shared it on one of the Pretty. local Facebook groups, any Voice which has 10,000 people on it, just saying, like, thank you so much. If you're not even into bikes, come down. Yeah. So since then, even sort of a bit wider than the local village here, we've had kind of the general public stop in just because it's a nice mm. space. Um, because there is that common interest, generally people are, are much more open to talking to each other. Yeah. So I guess when we talked about kind of the lows and the highs, one of the absolute highs is the kind of community that we're starting to build here. Mm-hmm. The amount of people that will come on their own or if it's like a group of guys i think it's quite a rare thing for especially older guys to come for a coffee and a piece of toast together <laughs> yeah because it's usually like that man culture where you go to the pub or whatever with the lads yeah. whereas actually it's been really awesome to kind of sit back and watch those kind of relationships form between a group of guys mm. um, and people often come on their own and then you see them talking because mm. they've got that common interest yeah so um yeah that's been really yeah. wicked the, the best thing just
2: haven't been planned and you'll hear this a lot of course yeah. um and that's and it has been really special to to see that like connection with with locals i say locals but we get people sort of traveling from afar um but it's made the place real mm-hmm. um and it also makes every single time i come up to to either work or something get me behind the till or take some pictures <laughs> or whatever i always love coming up here because mm-hmm. i'll i'll know x amount of people to say hi and for yeah. me they they don't know me as the cricket superstar, um, oh, you yeah. know. Athlete, uh, <laughs> athlete Sorry, um, but you know they might just know me as the camera boy um, yeah. or you know the car park guy. I often get that.
3: Oh yeah, that, um, the guy on the car park. He's a lovely, guys. He? <laughs> but like, really good like catch. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's something quite refreshing about it, and I
2: love sort of making those you know relationships, getting to yeah. know the the guys, the girls a, b- a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah that's something that's been quite special and something we definitely want to keep growing and yeah. actually appreciate it as well because as ambitious as we are and we're like, oh, this is how the business can expand, the brand, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. It's like, yeah, but let's just like, you know, really value and treasure what makes it a nice place to come for yeah. ourselves to work and for people to come and visit. That's it.
0: Yeah, it's a great I mean, to have that as a a location where friendships are formed or you yeah, bonds are increased it's just wonderful there will be many people that have met here who didn't know each other beforehand Mm -hmm. but yeah turning up on a bike and seeing somebody else on a similar bike and just having a chat and that could flourish into all sorts it could turn into anything from relationships to businesses to just lifelong friendships and yeah that's all the result of you not Running with a jacuzzi company, which is, <laughs> yeah. which is really lucky. This is so much better. Yeah. God, I dread to think how that would. Where would you be? Now? Where would you be now? Um, oh. Now you mentioned uh, Royal Enfield earlier as the first kind of brand to come on board. Now Amy and I mm-hmm. both had aspirations today, <laughs> because both of us, right this minute, have Royal Enfield bikes that have been very kindly uh, provided to us by Royal Enfield, and um, we'd hoped that we were going to ride up today and create this wonderful story and do a bit of filming and talk about our journey up from Warwickshire to Wales on the, on the Royal Enfield bikes to Baffle House. Uh, it poured down with rain, so we've we've come in a car, <laughs> we've come in a vehicle with a roof, which is uh, a bit of a cop out. I get there will be a lot of people listening like ah you know fair weather riders, I, right, no shame, no I shame.
4: Water on the motorway on the way here, and it was lashing. It was lashing. <laughs> <laughs> we just thought that was when we started the discussion of is there any true wet weather motorcycle gear? Because as yeah. of yet we have not found it. Yeah,
0: yeah, but before we get onto the wet weather Sorry gear, we will this. we will <laughs> do that because yes, and, and I'd be intrigued if there are any riders at home that are like yes I have this one and it works please let us know because at the moment I'm not going anywhere near rain on a bike because I hate being wet and miserable and ugh. but anyway Royal Enfield so those guys came in early and kind of as you say captured the vision without seeing it they they just clearly got the idea how has that relationship been for you because these guys have even given you some bikes as well haven't they for you to ride around on and even customize
2: yeah I, I mentioned George uh, Cheeseman earlier just another plug for him um (laughs) yeah thanks George um no yeah they they kicked us off um and they've been great and Mm -hmm. again it's all just by by being open and transparent um in terms of following that event um they they chucked a bike down to us to to ride out and try Mm -hmm. which led into doing a full custom build um which I love anything that's sort of a bit left field a bit creative let's film it how can we do this Mm -hmm. i was working on a custom design which as sam knows i just tend to chuck a lightning bolt onto things (laughs) and it just worked. it's like oh yeah we'll go with that so worked with them you know getting incorporated in the tank and the design um you know this is a plug for to you know jump on youtube and see what we got up to yeah um but yeah and then i suppose another part of this is talking about sam's dad Because with anything that we get through the doors here at Baffle, we're like, oh, this sounds great. What an amazing build. And we're like, right, off to Sam's dad, Sid, (laughs) um, at Sid Motorcycles. And he is just amazing. He's an amazing bloke. He's an absolute genius um, with the tools. So if we have all these ideas, like what he did with mine is like, oh, can you cut the key ignition out and let's get this really small speedo, do this wiring, get these bars, whatever it is, he just finds a way. Um, you, you got some funny uh, stories i said of him using like a screwdriver as like a stethoscope or something like that yeah he has <laughs> a pair
3: I'm of glasses sure. that are extendable I like
2: but yes sorry without going off piece with Roy yeah, yeah. Um yeah it, it led us into doing a custom build with them um, they've been great but at the same time they really appreciate what the space is about hmm. so they never ever was, wanted to talk about any exclusives sure wow to be exclusive what's the exclusivity, thing? exclusivity. Oh, oh, I'm yeah. I'm today. No, I'm never going to that yeah they, they didn't want to be exclusive with us because yeah. they were like this place is great mm-hmm. we just want to enjoy it with you guys and naturally it's just grown that way yeah um, not to say that we wouldn't do another build with them um, <laughs> uh, but, but yeah uh, just to give you a bit I, of, I, I honestly
3: anything. don't think we would be here if it wasn't for Royal Enfield I guess, mm-hmm. I reckon Wow, because because of that event, like they believed in us to to do it, that kind of forced us to build the the cafe space. Yeah, I came back, saw it. Without that event, maybe wouldn't have moved back. Don't know. Yeah. So, well, um,
0: and and to kind of complete the circle on it, I'd always known about Royal Enfield as a brand, but I'd never really been up close to one, uh, as in a modern era Royal Enfield, <laughs> until I came here. <laughs> so for me, <laughs> and, I've, and you know, I should have turned up on one today. I have one now parked at home, <laughs> home on the driveway, but yeah, for me, it was baffle house that reopened that world because i've always had this interest like so many of us that are into bikes especially brits we love something old and british and i know it's no secret that royal enfield are now built in india but it's still an old english brand that has some a lot of lovely connotations and when we think about fathers grandfathers and grandparents and things there's often a story about a royal enfield in there somewhere so i kind of it gone off my radar as a brand it was like one of these if somebody said think of a a cool old British bike I might think of a Triumph or a Norton or something but then I came here and I was like oh look a Royal Enfield oh it's a new Royal Enfield and it kind of turned on that light bulb and I came along then to one of the first ride out days that Royal Enfield organised here and that was the first time I had to go on a Continental and I was like oh this is quite good <laughs> and it's thousands of pounds cheaper than the Triumph and yeah, I just think they're absolutely brilliant. So it's a, it's amazing to hear that that was such an organic thing. You know, it wasn't, there were no pitch meetings or
2: no, going and, in
0: and, and it, beg, bugging and bugging. And it it comes from how it started of us just being
2: fanboys in yeah. the biking culture. And there's not like, there's not a particular brand that we look at. And we're like, yeah, this is it. Or this is a particular bike or styling. Mm. We just like everything that's. I don't know uh, current cool quirky yeah um, we had a really you mentioned triumph um, before Baffle House sort of kicked off us as a group mm. we went uh, down to their factory for the day um, George sorted it out and it was just class they showed us how all the bikes were made Great. they took us out we went to caffeine machines first mm, time we yeah. went there yeah, yeah. Th- and again it's like those little little moments where you're like how amazing is this like you know we absolutely blagged an instagram account (laughs) and now we're riding to caffeine machine meeting people jumping on brand new triumphs yeah like this is we couldn't think of doing anything better with our time yeah and then those little moments you know sort of motivate you to do the next
3: thing and the next Mm. thing the driven chat podcast in association with paramex digital andrew harrison came back with a new bike uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah we, cool. call it, we call him Harry now. But um, <laughs> yeah, he jumped on one of the new Scrambler 1200s and we just got into him about it. Oh, that really suits you, mate. And then <laughs> peer pressure well and truly got him. <laughs> just, and, and just to
2: open a bit of a conversation, because we haven't asked you many questions, sorry. <laughs> it's, no, that's like, about it's you. not <laughs> about us. No, we just, <laughs> yeah, we just like talking about ourselves. Um, so the bike I previously was the R9T, the mm-hmm. BMW R9T. Yeah, um, yep. lovely bike. Um, I sent it down to the guys at Peer Cycles based in Brighton um and they just made the bike alive they just Mm. like everything they did with it was just incredible so i was riding that probably at my potential for for when i had it Mm -hmm. um very powerful great fun and then when i jumped on the 650 the interceptor Mm. i was like oh here we go smaller bike yep boys are just gonna be bombing past me mocking me when we go for a coffee but it just when you jump on it it just makes you ride in a certain way Mm -hmm. so what i'm riding on so bit more chilled. Yeah. Don't stress about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I enjoy it just as much as I probably did the BMW, which was, like, hurling it most of the time. Yeah, My parents won't be listening to this, so it's fine. <laughs> um, so, and yeah. I if didn't... they are hurling, <laughs> driving very sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, I just feel like it's hard to compare these bikes and what they've got, because yeah. you tend to just ride the way that they're meant to be ridden. Yeah. And, well, Sam, you probably talk about your motor Goodsy, because... Sid built Sam. first bike. Everyone jumps on seven that's easy to ride, right? Yeah, Sam's first bike was Cafe Racer <laughs>
3: 1985. Ghost neutrals. I don't know. Um, I, I like I say my journey into riding was exciting but quite stressful because <laughs> when we were doing our full direct access licenses, my dad was like, Oh, some guy at work selling a motor guzzy. I was like, All right, uh, 500 quid, it doesn't run. Like, I was like, Do you want to go on halves on it? And he was like, Yeah, sure. I'll um. I'll do a bit of a rebuild, etc., etc., which turned into like a full custom project, which wow. took almost a year. Um, so yeah, my first ride on it, just passing my test with him following it, was the most <laughs> nerve wracking thing I've ever done in my life. And if you've ridden a classic Italian bike, they're not the easiest to ride. No, The throttle was so stiff, my hand <laughs> went white. Um, I'm obviously rigid anyway. So yeah, I just remember it not being the most enjoyable first experience on a big bike. But um, yeah, I would never sell it now just for pure. That, is that the
0: one that's downstairs? Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, so. it's one
3: of our favorite bikes. Like,
0: it's such an amazing, amazing. thing to just look at. Yeah, it's big, big V twin out the either side, is not it? It Just yeah. looks
2: incredible. It took some years to allow me to jump on it. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, because I'm like, oh, this is cool, man. And obviously, I see him like <laughs> bending around corners, and the sound of it when I'm riding next to it. Yeah, it's nice just to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's
3: it's, it's re- the, the, I don't know. There's a special note, isn't it, with classics? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, so, I, I think man. in a weird way. Well, both, again, sort of my my dad. Um, I call him dad, but I was going to call him Sid then. Um, and, and that bike in particular kind of means a lot to Baffle and our journey. Yeah. Um, because as kind of like young riders, I had that bike. And at the time, you had a Harley, which was actually pretty cool. Mm. It gave us a bit of credibility in a weird way. Like mm-hmm. we weren't yeah. riding around on like standard bikes you can buy off the shelf. Yeah. Because we were on interesting stuff, people, I think, took us a bit more seriously than what they maybe would with something else. So yeah. we probably do owe a lot to both my dad and sort of all the help he's given us. Yeah.
4: I suppose it's always the case when people get into riding as well. I know that there's always certain pressures of what you feel that you should be riding or what you want to ride. It's like, before you get into the bike world, you kind of think that riding, you know, the, the most time we see a group of riders is when they're outside some greasy cafe all on either the, the Harleys or super bikes or something and they're all blokes from you know from from looking from a female point of view as well. And I just think that oh, is not my group of people mm. necessarily. Mm. Uh, why? Why would I want to get into that? And th- so for people to be able to come here and you know like your like K for example, being like, are these guys look like the more approachable? They're on yeah you know, cool bikes, and I don't necessarily understand it, but it, it it looks like the kind of place I'd like to be involved with. So that's a really lovely place to be able to be because as you were saying about the Royal Enfield as well, even though yeah it's a, a smaller bike than what you're used to, you ride differently and it's totally cool like it's very open like if, if, it doesn't matter what bike you're on and you can kind of ride in the way you want to ride like I have personally no interest on in going on super bikes I'm not bothered about getting my knee down or anything like that but I would happily go out for a ride with you guys happily sit at the back on a 650 or something but like I'll just enjoy the ride and mm. have a lovely time so to be able to have a place where you can accept everybody from the super bike guys to the custom builds to the tutelers like myself and mm. kind of all have a place that you can kind of chat away together rather than I think I once went to a bike meet and it was like one of the like these laddie bike meets and i are like, oh, what, you, you know, got, got this little thing and I was like, shove off you. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's just my little Honda 350 yeah. and I love it. So yeah, yeah, but I don't think you'd you'd get, you haven't got that vibe here, which is really wonderful because when you've got a kind, kind of a club of people, sometimes it can be ever so daunting to, to go and try and enter that for the first time. So yeah. yeah, do you have like, you know, new riders, new people meet type of things? Because especially coming as a, uh, like i didn't ri- learn to ride till i was 26 so to then try and think oh, how the hell do i make friends in the bike world is a bit daunting yeah to- I, I think it's
2: just like we're quite open to the fact that we're not great riders <laughs> do you know what I mean? we're not mm. like some people have history of you know um i don't know different racing and this mm-hmm. and that and we've been riding for years now and i'd say that like we're good enough to enjoy it and not stress too much mm-hmm. but it's not like, oh, who's the faster? Who's a better rider? Mm-hmm. That just seems to be a bit thrown out the door. and um, Share the ride, which is our sort of mantra that we decide to stick on the wall. Um, God knows where it started. I think, you know, you just got on a hashtag mad one. Yeah. And I just saw it and I was like, oh, share the ride, that works. And we've just grown into that. Mm-hmm. And for us, it means lots of things. But the biggest one is that, that like anyone can, can join for a ride. Anyone can come here. It's like, just doesn't matter Mm. one of our regulars Terry jumps in his C90 most of the time and stuff and you've whizzed around Sam's whizzed around the car park and that and stuff (laughs) and it's just cool and it just doesn't matter we see loads of small bikes here Mm. the old 125s 100ccs whatever they are but everyone appreciates them comes over talks about them what they're doing on them how long they had it for and stuff like that so um, yeah I I think it's worth just mentioning that sheer the ride because it it ties in nicely to what you're talking about Yeah. yeah it just doesn't matter as, as long as, you know, you're happy and you're comfortable with
3: your riding, mm.
2: you know, just, yeah. It it's been matter. interesting
3: seeing seeing kind of what diverse vehicles do turn up. And again, as time's gone on, we've seen that shift probably. Yeah. You get the groups of bikers that wear the patches and they'll come in with the group in big kind of large quantities. And silly little things like they'll go into our toilets, which are spacious and they smell nice and they're clean. And then you'll see those same guys come back without the patches with... The family, like a couple yeah, of days later, yeah. because they see the space as being kind of inclusive and yeah. Uh, oh, actually my, my wife or girlfriend would actually like it here, so I'm gonna bring her back yeah. for a piece of cake. So um yeah, that that's been awesome to kind of sit back and watch all that, that sort of unfold as well. That's really Did nice. we mention we have great cakes? Um <laughs> <laughs> so They are good. <laughs> no, I'm sat they're with, they're I've they're got they're half of one <laughs> in front of me, caramel <laughs> slice, which I I'm assuming. Maybe
0: 50 calories? Mm. That yeah. That yeah. very healthy. Mm. That. It's dry food. Um, <laughs> it's it's, it's uh, <laughs> gluten-free, actually, so that means healthy. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. good. It yeah.
2: It's, yeah. There was one particular video which I um, love from Christmas, which I think highlights a little bit of what we're trying to do here. Well, it was obviously a little boy, Christmas present, uh, battery-powered motorbike, uh-huh. and he was cruising through the car park, you know, with <laughs> all the that. bikes to turn into here. And right. I was just like, how cool is that? Do you know what I mean? Cool. Like um, a place to bring your son or your kid. Yeah. Like, to get them into bikes, cars, old stuff. Obviously, yeah. what Ollie and Harvey are doing next door with, they just get wonderful things in, don't they? Like, yeah. every single... You mentioned it today, but every week, every day seems to be different. So, yeah. it's just nice to have a
0: place that, like, people feel they can bring their families. Exactly. Whoever. It's, a great, it's a great way to kind of explain your passion to somebody, isn't it? Like, I, I know for sure if I was trying to explain my motorcycle passion to somebody near and dear to me that doesn't understand motorbikes, I probably wouldn't take them to the Ace Cafe and go, Mm -hmm. here's what it's about, (laughs) because it's horrible. horrible. But, you know, you could bring them here, and it'd be like, no, this is a... Here we are in a beautiful surroundings, Mm -hmm. and we've got a collection of lovely bikes. And I just love the bike community. I think this is something that... I was always kind of aware of it, but... Again, a bit like you, Amy, I was a bit of a late bloomer to bikes. I was even later than you. I didn't even sit on a bike until I was twenty-eight. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I just, that about you just, know about just had no no interest at all up until I had all the interest in <laughs> riding, yeah. and then it just happened. So, and I'd always had this idea of this biker community, and I'd always heard things about it, but I didn't really know about it until I started riding. So I did the typical under one two five geared one two five with L plates on it, and I will never forget. I was riding at the time when I started uh, learning to ride, I was living in South West London in Wimbledon, and I was working in a a workshop for a big uh, automotive brand in East London, which is like polar opposite side, quite a long commute to get through. But I thought, I'll do it on my little 125 with my L plates on. And I remember trying to do a hill start and stalling and stuff, and this guy pulled up on a fairly big, sizable BMW GS, and he kind of leant over and he just went, you're all right, just... Do this, that, the other, talk me through it. And I'd been riding for like a week, you know, I was brand, yeah. I did the two day CBT thing where I was like, oh, is that it? I've got a specific, <laughs> I'm now legally allowed to do this. Yeah. I, all I feel like I did was move around a traffic cone. But there was, there was this guy that had taken the time to say, no, look, just don't worry. Keep the reps up a little bit and off you go. And I've seen it so often, you know, I've seen guys, you know, guys and girls lose balance at traffic lights and drop a bike and other bikers just appear and they help you out. And we've spoken about this before on the podcast of, If you break down in a car, if you're driving along in your car and you break down, especially if it's a modern car, you might put the bonnet up and you wait for the AA or you would be standing outside and waiting for your recovery to come along. But the chances of anyone else stopping and going, are you okay? Is almost nil. Like nobody will. You break down on a bike, you can guarantee that somebody else on a bike will stop or at the very least, just like slow down and ask if you're okay. And it's such a wonderful community. And places like this bring that community to life. I absolutely love it. And I mean, I did the flip side. I've since was riding around in my Panigale and saw somebody having a really hard time on a 125 with L plates on and they just couldn't get it up a hill. And I did exactly what that BMW GS rider did to me and was like, you're good. It's fine. Just do this, 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 and this. And off they went. So yeah, it is is really, really nice.
2: It's it's tough to... um sometimes sell it to people as well you, you talk about parents point of view and i actually yeah. i actually told my mum after i bought the 125 brilliant so i was like oh i think i'll jump on a bike you what here's a picture um so i sort of tried to get through our process as quick as possible yeah um but my dad rode bikes i think it's just a bit of a cultural thing so mm. had little bikes here and there and you talk about these different stories but not like massively passionate about bikes loves yeah. his cars um, he actually his last bike he had was the BMW from I think it was the Bond film Tomorrow Never Dies where it slides under the helicopter oh yeah so my dad just bought that bike probably midlife crisis <laughs> like literally <laughs> literally you know I was trying to copy Beck and my dad was trying to copy Bond <laughs> <laughs> these, these things happen um, and I just remember seeing it and sort of being a part of my childhood and then it just went and he lost interest in it. Yeah. and it's like this is again where I, I don't know, I'll go into like the sheer driving but like my dad never shared it with anyone he never mm. could ride that bike somewhere to just yeah. go, oh, my bike's cool, isn't it? Or something or ride with someone. Yeah. So he sort of lost interest in it. Mm-hmm. And since we started here, every time he comes here, he just sits on a bike. Or, <laughs> yes. and, he, and he loves it. And he's got this big grin and he starts talking about his Honda CV 750 or, or whatever it is. Yeah. Um. And I, I just feel like this place is cool for that. And I just wish actually, A, my parents lived closer mm-hmm. or like something like this was about when I was a bit younger, my dad or, or, or whatever, because it feels like, if you don't sort of, you know, treat it, you sort of lose it a little bit, so... Yeah, yeah.
0: So what is next? How do you f- foresee, and this could be just in the pure ambition of it all, um, you know, pie in the sky, money, no object, ambition here if you want to, but where do you see this evolving? How do you, how do you want the Baffle House and Baffle Culture brands to keep growing?
2: Who's going to start Ooh. with this one? I, 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 I do always see the brand is quite an exciting thing Mm -hmm. just because it hasn't got a roof. It doesn't have a ceiling where the space you as Baffle House, we're always limited with the car parking. Yeah. But then there's something quite nice about that. It's always quite intimate. Yeah. You can have a group of 10, 20 bikers come in and it's a good vibe. Yeah. Um, You know, Sam will put some rubbish music on and people (laughs) tend to like enjoy it. Um, Where if we went, oh yeah, let's just extend the car park and have this big space. Yeah. But actually during the week or on a lovely, beautiful, wet day like today, yeah. like it might just feel a bit like soulless and stuff where yeah. it's quite nice here. It literally takes a couple of people, this and that, and it's got that nice vibe. So I wouldn't wish to expand the premise. This is just me talking personally, not mm-hmm. from a business point of view because the boys are like, yeah, let's just go massive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think there is something quite special out. But with the brand, um, like collaborations and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed it because we've met some great people. Yeah. Um, We love like literally the biking industry, the culture. So if you find people who are like-minded in that, then I'm like, oh, cool. Let's get involved with this project, that project. Mm. Let's build a bike. Let's go on a road trip somewhere. So I would love that like what we love about biking to be sort of, uh, you know, shown through baffle culture. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I just see like the brand and I would love just to see that gain more exposure mm. not necessarily for likes and followers because I think that's a slippery slope if I start mm-hmm. it is. trying to just you know validate what we're yeah. doing on yep. people's engagement but I just wanted yeah just keep doing that meeting new people mm-hmm. um, and building it that way how that looks I have absolutely no idea and that's not a very clear message or angle. <laughs> so you can imagine where our, <laughs> how our meetings go. <laughs> but I don't know. Sam, do you
3: see it differently? Um, in the short term, probably. Um, from this space, I completely agree, and we talk about it a lot, that we can do so much more here and makes things so much better. And actually, especially around the back of the building, that intimacy, it kind of makes mm. the space so special. So just like almost getting the most out of this space over the next at least year or two. Yeah. Um, I often get here nice and early and it feels like I'm sometimes setting up for like a show just on like a, a mm. Sunday. I'm, I'm pretty good now predicting which day is going to be busy from the weather forecasts. Yeah. So when it's a busy day, I like to kind of like get here early and get almost like pre-match nerves. It's, it's strange, yes. but yeah, yeah. it's like setting up a show. Like you get everything to look right and awesome. mm-hmm. we've got a young guy called Kieran that manages the car park to make sure people line up nicely. Excellent. And actually when it's done properly and it's singing, it's, it's awesome. So just making sure that we double down on that probably Mm -hmm. Um, food is a big one like I would like to see better food here Um, we bring in street food vendors but just working on that kind of piece Um, and then never say never we may do another I don't know Um, Mm -hmm. we do talk about it sometimes Mm -hmm. Um, when we get so busy here on a weekend especially it's almost like do we do something close just to cannibalize some of the line and space so people could do part of the day here and part of the day somewhere else yeah Um, I don't know We've we've just done our first year, so we do get ahead of ourselves sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and it, like, and we still haven't really nailed our
2: breakfast rolls. It's, it's like <laughs> honestly, <laughs> every single meeting, it's like, oh, what about bacon rolls? What about bacon rolls? Like, said, we need ventilation for that. Oh yeah, it's yeah. like We need to <laughs> we'll, meat. We need yeah. to get our kitchen, and like, yeah, there's yeah. so much. Like, it's everyone said like all our regulars, oh, it'd be great to have breakfast rolls. It's like, yeah, I know. We just we just like you know we need to build a kitchen mm. and then figure out how we're going to run it
4: it's so funny when you get to those what you think are going to be simple things oh just do like coffee and bacon rolls and you're like well hang on a minute the, the bacon roll but you have to unpick these mm. things and suddenly what seems like a simple idea you're just like uh okay well this is going to take a bit more thought process but i suppose that thought process that in those almost difficult bits that make you think of alternatives so I've not been to a bike place where they offer me a pie. So thank you very much for our pie and <laughs> no, this lunchtime. <laughs> I, I
2: suppose a little bit of, as well as the investment.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, we haven't gone, let's just find an investment and chuck loads of cash at the yeah. problem. Mm. So every single little step, we're like, okay, oh, that was a good month. Well, now we can afford this. Yeah. Or every single month has just been that. So that's why we're so excited to get to our 12-month <laughs> mark because we're like, oh my God, we made a year. Yep. Um, but that's still where we're at. We're still trying to build a business as as as
0: we build naturally and organically I suppose
2: mm-hmm.
0: Perfect I mean we're looking hopefully at yeah getting past that first year is obviously a fantastic hurdle and let's keep our fingers crossed that the weather improves now I mean the time that we're recording this and this is only going out a week or so after recording hopefully the weather's going to start getting good now and we'll have A really nice long summer and you'll have full car parks every weekend. (laughs) Manageably full car parks
2: every single (laughs) weekend (laughs) without pubes. I think Mm Santi
0: don't quite like a rainy day here and there as well.
2: (laughs) I I honestly don't mind that. As long as they're not too frequent. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) Thinking about the, and I don't want to plant too many unnecessary seeds too early, but that idea of a next premises, what do you think you would do differently? And is there kind of like an ideal space that you think would be great for... Perhaps parking or displays or internal spaces versus external spaces. Is do you have like this vision of what the perfect baffle house might be? I know you have a vision of this, don't you?
2: Yeah, you can ask each of us. (laughs) So so the five of us and we all got different sort of ideas around this. Um, The one I'd like to keep talking to the boys about is I love the idea of like a barn conversion. Oh yeah. So I'd obviously call it baffle barn. I've only thought (laughs) of (laughs) that. Fantastic. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Like the one limit here as you said is space yeah. um, so if we were to go down that route I love the idea of being able to like host big events mm. big parking um, build a community so you know use that space for other things mm-hmm. be it yoga retreats and stuff like that Yeah. Um, so yeah I don't know I, I like that idea I like the rustic nature of things mm. um, I think it's quite stripped back yeah. um, which, which suits us um, when when all of that sort of stuff no idea mm. um, but yeah I, I don't know the venue could be anywhere can it
3: yeah and, and however it could be but that is something that I I like to talk about mm. but absolutely yeah, it, it, probably in the nearer term, we've talked a lot about bringing us on the road so because we're limited by space here just using another venue for an event so yeah like places like Malay do it very well and, and the bike shed yeah. shows obviously awesome but again there's not really anything like it in Wales Sure. Um, so we've kind of started early talks about doing something like that, but we shall see. The most earliest of talks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is, there, there's nothing more than that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And as it stands,
0: I generally don't know the answer to this question. Do you guys do any ride-outs or like, organised rides or anything like that? Um, well, Sam said earlier, didn't he? We, we did some very casual ones before yeah. we were set up as a business
2: and stuff. And we did have one guy clang it. Yeah. Because. Um,
3: Big cycle, etc. I think not, actually, not part of our riding group. Just someone did. He start. was like, "I'm going to go take photos." So he like <laughs> oh, blasted oh. it off. Oh, one on of those guys and <laughs> just clanged into the back of a car. Oh. So yeah. since then, we've always been like, especially since being a, I say proper business, yeah. Where the liability lies, insurance, etc., etc. So yeah, no, yeah then um, you've got
4: to start divvying up its paper for people to sign. The yeah, it's a, a shame, like, isn't it? Because yeah.
3: like, we would love to. We mm-hmm. would love
2: to just to say, here's a big group. Turn up. Let's ride out somewhere yeah and yeah just it's just there's that you know that voice in our heads is going ah oh, you know what if yeah what mm-hmm. if this yeah. it's, it's just a bit scary to think about what needs to be in place insurances this this and that yeah so we've tried to stay away from it but um yeah something we would love to do or maybe just like suggest routes and if you That's so happen to, to be here at this time <laughs> yeah, great yeah, yeah. but i don't think we want to take responsibility at the mm. moment of, of doing that because yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll,
0: we'll stretch ourselves too thin as well. Yeah, that's very, very fair. No, it sounds like you're doing it all in the right way and it's, it can be so easy to get excited and just be like, let's do this and then this and then this. And then suddenly, you, yeah, you've stretched yourself too thin and it's all a bit difficult. But no, I think it's, it's fantastic. I'm really pleased that we've been around from the start and seen it form and now seeing it develop. And I'm really excited to see where it goes. I think it's uh, a long and exciting future ahead for all of you guys. Thanks. So, yeah. Know, no. Big yeah. Thank you to all. To, uh, well. Big, yeah. You know, congratulations, really, to all of you for firstly making it to a year, but also, mm-hmm. for that initial idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Massive thanks for for having us on. And, um. Yeah. Just like we
2: we're, we're so open to, opportunities and all sorts. And we we've we've spoken a little bit about it now. And we literally wouldn't be here if it wasn't for some collaborations. So. Yeah. That's something that we're excited about. So any listeners think, oh yeah, we could do something with them or mm-hmm. at their space or anything like that. Um, please, yeah, get in touch with us. Sam will probably answer the the message. It's my <laughs> direct mobile number
0: on Google, so <laughs> perfect. Yeah, but yeah, massive thanks for having us. No um, oh, pleasure. Yeah. And if people want to learn more, so let's say, mm-hmm. obviously we have many tens of thousands of listeners here in the UK, but there are people elsewhere around the world as well. If they want to have a look, where should we send them? Instagram. What's the best? What are the best it, handles? Everywhere. Uh, <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, Instagram. We have got two accounts we run: um, Baffle Culture and Baffle House. yep Um, and then our website www.baffleculture.com
0: perfect and if you are in the UK especially over towards the kind of English Welsh border hop on the bike or jump in the car come and have a look it is a wonderful place to come and visit and you are surrounded as we mentioned in the podcast that I recorded with Harvey a few weeks back you are surrounded by the most amazing driving roads here the, the Black Mountains are a short distance away Mid Wales, West Wales, South Wales, North Wales, Snowdonia it's all here, and it's amazing. So, yeah, you're very, very lucky in that sense to have it all. Just watch the, the sheep. sheep. Just watch out <laughs> for the sheep, yeah. That, and that it genuinely is a thing. <laughs> somebody, somebody from the US who'd listened to another podcast in which they talked about nearly hitting a sheep uh, then heard a, a, me having a conversation about Wales, and they actually were like, is this a true thing? Like, is, are they actually just sheep that roam around on the roads in Wales? I'm like, yes. yeah, <laughs> it's a real thing. Yeah, yeah. so uh, there we go. I hope I've uh, informed a few listeners there. I think we're ready to wrap up. Yeah. Guys, maybe have another cup of
4: tea or a coffee or something. And the second yeah. half of that delicious cake.
0: And the second half of mm-hmm. that delicious cake, which is, yeah, still sat in front of me, tempting <laughs> me. The, uh, the remaining 10 calories. <laughs> yeah. um, Andy, Sam, thank you both so much. Thank we you. will no doubt be seeing you again soon. We will be back on those Royal Enfield bikes. Mm-hmm. That's a promise. Uh, hopefully once we have a bit more a, cons- a consistent
3: weather pattern I mean it is Wales
4: approaches. though I've always expected to be a yeah. little
3: damp we've probably got yeah. enough Royal emphasis for all of us to jump on actually <laughs> 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 give... let's just do a quick lap of the car park yeah. all
0: together I'll watch um, <laughs> it's still very
4: rainy outside it is
0: still a bit rainy yeah uh, but thank you thank you dear listener for enjoying another episode uh, with us as ever if you would like to contact the show please feel free to do so you can do that by email podcast at drivenchat.com you can slip into our dms on your preferred social media feed or you can of course visit the website where you will see all of the content that we create here our entire back catalogue of conversations that we've had on the podcast as well as our videos and bits and pieces and perhaps even some photographs that were taken on this very day I say that as both Amy and Rich have been walking around taking photos and and doing bits and pieces. So hopefully we can use some of those and we'll put those on the website as well. Uh, So yeah, thank you all very much for listening. Thank you guys, all of you, for um, making us feel so welcome here today and providing us with coffee, cake and pies, which is basically the way into my heart in any situation. And um, to you, dear listener, we shall speak to you next week.
1: Bye. Bye. The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. You dream it, we bring it to life. Find out more at drivenchat.com. Oh, wow. You've made
0: it to the end. The